Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast you didn't know you needed. I say to all my friends, in honor of Memorial Day, there's an old soldier dreaming of his younger days, so many lives he saved, and all he sees is those who slipped away. Say hello, Josh. Yo, it's amazing you had that memorized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know the song, Josh? I wasn't even listening to you, man. It's like uh, we're in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. I just heard that you was, stop uh, talking, and I just respond. Huh? Yeah. That was truth. Uh, the song went by the the Mighty Night Ranger itself. Brentry, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. How you all doing? Well, I'm good. I'm a little hot down here in the in the bunker. Lisa, <laughs> how's life treating you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Your hot screen looks much too. better. Yeah, we're so far so good. All righty, and rockin' Robin. How's uh, Northern Ohio treating you? Awesome. Can't yes, hear a word you're saying. Right? Yeah, you're right. gone. Bye, Beth. <laughs> now, uh, awesome. rockin' Robin. Yeah, the I wish all women came awesome. with that option. Yeah. Josh wonders why he has issues. <laughs> so, Josh, we're all gathered here. It's a night to record. Apparently, we're talking about some Night Ranger stuff. Do you have anything you want to? Tell us about what we're yeah, going to talk about. We're going to talk about Night Ranger stuff on the uh, Night Ranger podcast. Um, we're going just a around. little bit of Springsteen, mostly we, Night Ranger. We rooted around in the old books a little bit, see what topic we come up with. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what we came up with. We are going to talk about our Night Ranger and other ticket buying experiences from Ooh, the wow. 80s and 90s. Maybe Robin can talk to us about her ticket buying experiences in 2017. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for those who bought tickets back then, it's a definitely a different world now. And for those who are younger and never experienced it, um, it's going to be like, you know, us talking about horse and carriages and, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, basically Flintstone shit. So be a bunch uh, of uh, back in my day yeah um, it was actually possible to get a front row seat yeah yeah so without uh, a, a second mortgage so uh <laughs> we'll just uh kick it right off i'll uh so andy and brent do you guys remember the first concert tickets that you bought yourselves yeah brent well my parents bought my lover boy ticket yeah my first, it was my Kiss ticket, Kiss Night Ranger ticket. Yeah. So I you remember, went to the Ticketron and Andy's yeah. Andy's mom did. She worked at Sears in the optometrist department. It's her birthday today, by the way, isn't it? It is. Yes. Happy birthday, mom. And Andy's mom, anyway. But I remember we would give her the money, and she was friends with the lady that ran the customer service desk, and she would pull the tickets. Yeah. If we couldn't, you know. Yeah, before the before the doors opened to the masses. Yeah. Didn't still always did get great get, ones. Yeah, so we just still didn't get great seats for that. But uh, I don't think my mom nor the, uh, the uh, you know, 70-year-old lady running the Ticketron thing knew what she was doing. <laughs> it was just print, not, hey, mm -hmm. find the best seats available. It was just two tickets, got it, or three tickets, got it. Well, even before, you know, you had the Ticketmaster and the Ticketrons and all that, it used to be the venues would sell mm -hmm. the tickets themselves so the i guess advantage to that was you could 
camp out and out front of the venue and when they went on sale you would get first dibs i mean i'm on elvis pages and stuff and they always show you know pictures people had of the lines you know waiting to get elvis tickets now the that's the good thing the bad thing is hey i live an hour and a half away i want tickets um you gotta hope they do something over the phone um yeah and um you would mail you know money and have them they would cash your check and mail you tickets back so you had no clue i did that for um an nfl game still in the 90s you would would mail a check and you know mark what tickets you wanted and um send that in josh i would say in the 90s you probably could have walked right up to the box office and got a bengals a good bengal seat (laughs) well Well, it wasn't the bengals i was buying i was like i was buying steelers tickets to see the bengals but it was pittsburgh oh and you know i mean internet there you know there was yeah this would have been 1997 so internet's in its infancy i don't even know i mean i'm sure the steelers probably had some type of website but you know back then you weren't really buying stuff online um so you could probably call the the you know the the venue i don't think they went through Ticketmaster at the time um but uh you know, tickets go on sale at a certain date and you would get the brochure and or whatever and the packet and you would mark what ticket you wanted. Maybe it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the, no, it was the Steelers because what happened was the game was sold out still and they mailed back my, you know, check. Oh. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so you had that. Um, well, and you know, you know, the caveat to that back in the day, don't you? Those tickets were already pre-printed. So when you showed up, they had the best stuff available going. I remember going to Reds games. You could only get tickets for Reds games at Riverfront Stadium. And you go to their box office and they would reach behind the wall and grab a book of tickets and just start ripping them out. Yeah. But you couldn't request a, a ticket, could you? Like a you could, you could request a section. They had different booklets with sections in them. Oh, okay. There, there you go. <laughs> um, Riveting. Yeah, so then you get into when do you uh do you guys like remember so you know early 80s for you guys where was the Ticketmaster and the Tickettron? You just said one was in Sears of all places. Eastgate mm-hmm. Mall, which was our mall when we were mall rats, that was our place to go. You also had the uh was it McAlpin's, which is now was then a Lazarus. It was down a no McAlpin. I was Shillitoes, not McAlpin's. Shillitoes. There you go. Um, that's where we camped out for the Night Ranger shows. The only other show I ever spent any time uh, in line before they went on sale was uh, Bon Jovi, nineteen eighty six, Slippery One Wet, or eighty seven probably. Um, I did not camp out, but I was there super early in the morning, and I was probably twenty thirty people back. But we were just going to Buckeye Lake, so I don't know why I even waited for tickets because it, it, it didn't matter where your ticket was. You were just going to be standing in a field somewhere, you know, four football fields away from the stage and not knowing if the band's even on the stage at that time. But, hey, I got tickets, so. <laughs> um, so 
did you guys notice a difference between Ticketmaster and Ticketron? Yeah, um, it went from being a quarter service charge for, or 15 cents initially for Ticketmaster or Ticketron. When Ticketmaster kicked in, it was like a dollar fifty service charge. And that was everything. Yeah. Now your ticket wasn't twelve dollars and fifty cents or whatever. It was fourteen dollars. You know. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, and the tickets themselves physically were printed on a shinier stock with Ticketmaster. Ticketrons were a little uh, more of a matte finish. Yeah. Yeah. So here. Here. Now this. Want to show you this? No. This is Riverbend. This was the show you guys were at. I just bought this because it's the day after the show I went to in '85 because there was no tickets for the Ohio State Fair show. But say so this would be Ticketron. Yes. Yep. So there's Night Ranger, August 19th, 1985. Um, $15 for the ticket. Yeah. Um, it didn't matter where you were sitting. It was 15 bucks, Right, Brian? This is, this is right Because we were center. front row, second row, and paid 15 bucks. There was no dynamic pricing, none of that crap. I mean, nowadays, you can't even get a lawn seat for that kind of money. No. Well, fifteen bucks back, you know. Now, I bet that's that's probably close to. I mean, it's still not bad, but probably forty-five bucks yeah. with inflation. Um, the when you talk about, um, you know, probably getting tickets through like the Reds or whatever. My yeah. uncle got. Took me to my first football game, September thirteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, the uh, the strike season. So it was the they played the first game with all the players. The second week they all went on strike. Boomer Sison versus Gary Hogaboom in Ooh. Indianapolis. What a so barn can, burner! So you can see the, uh, you know, where it's basically printed from the, uh, yeah, the actual Colts. Um, here's a Reds ticket from 88 and i would assume this is printed again probably maybe by just the reds because i don't see like anything about well i think these were season tickets if you look it says season there so i think some yeah. of the family that's jeff treadway by the way um it's autographed but okay you know what they used to look like before that here yeah, see like this yeah like that right there Okay. Do you do you know what that big red S means? Um, is we that standing suck. room only, or is that rain check? Oh, no, know. that meant season tickets. And yeah. we found out, like when we were in third grade, we'd save all our ticket stubs. If we had season ticket tickets, my dad got them from the office. So we would save all of our ticket stubs, my buddy Randy and I, and that would allow you to go to any section in the stadium. So we could go down to the blue seats and get autographs or, or just move about. And all we would do is we'd hold up a ticket and the usher would see the S and let oh. us go. That's cool. And every now and then they call, come back here. And I'm like, you know what? You know, well, the art was always sneaking down, you know, wait until the ushers kind of. Well, we it. tried that too, but that was, that was the way you did it. If you had an S on your ticket, you were good to go. There you go, guys. If you ever time travel, yeah, to a red and as you see, that's 79, they were all pre printed. So, and here is the Bengals 88 
game. You can see probably again printed by the uh by the team. So um Lisa, I mean, do you remember your first I mean, I know you're only 29, but right. do you remember <laughs> your uh first tickets that you and your girlfriends went and bought? I remember the show. I don't remember how we got the tickets. I have what? no clue. <laughs> what show was that? It was Aerosmith and Skid Row, probably nice. 1990. Yeah, it's probably oh, yeah. about Slave right. to the Grind era. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get arrested? Any good stories? No, we didn't get arrested. We, we, we were late getting there. We missed most of Skid Row. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> um. So in our town, we had a, so, you know, I was, I turned eight and 85. So obviously I wasn't buying tickets and shit, but I knew where people bought tickets and that was at the local record store, um, Buzzard's Nest. So just, you know, the epicenter in our town, you know, probably back then, you know, population of, you know, maybe 35,000, um, but everybody went to that record store and, you know, you would have, um, I just remember the big counter and that's where people would buy tickets. Um, when I got to maybe being of age to get tickets, we didn't have like a blockbuster or anything, but the place that had the tickets then was a locally owned video, you know, video rental store called Gemstone. And, uh, Again, you would go and so usually how it worked is and you know Brent, Brent and Andy have told their story before and we're they were going to have them tell that again but uh how it would work is usually how you would find out about these shows was and correct me if I'm wrong is usually radio you would be listening and you know hey August 19th you know, Night Ranger, blah, 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 tickets on sale this Friday. Um, magazines were so far behind in print um, that, you know, they would print, hey, summer tour coming up, and some of these dates would be different. Um, they would be changed, canceled. Or passed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, sometimes magazines uh, – Sometimes you'd have like the in the Columbus Dispatch, you had a thing called the Weekender, and it would have like all the events that yep. week. And some, and and then also it had a column of like shows that were just announced. And um, I'm sure all the big cities, you know, had something like that. But to find out where these bands were playing, there wasn't, you know, an internet site or Facebook um it was really archaic and sometimes you'd be like night range you know like I, okay i'd go see night ranger in cincinnati and um you know two hour drive at that and you would hear a couple months you know you'd be tossing yeah i just saw night ranger in cincinnati last month and you're like what you know like shit yeah. i didn't even know they were there and uh, and so you missed a lot of shows that way um well brent and i missed night ranger at bogarts 
Well, but we weren't old enough to get in anyway. Yeah, but I mean, did you even know about it? No, I had no clue. Yeah, I mean, that's well, what I'm saying. And here's we... the thing, too. Night Ranger played in early 83, maybe March. They played Dayton again, opening for Black Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, for like... The that's Ian, an odd combo. The Ian Gillen, you know, Born Again. If you ever want a fun record to listen to, grab that one. Um, but uh, uh, so yeah, you just you didn't know where these bands were going to be. I remember I working. This is 1996. I would call Ticketmaster, and on like a break on the payphone, and you know they get on there, and I'm like, yeah, can you tell me what dates you got for Night Ranger? And yep. they would ramble off dates. And you would just be hoping that, oh, there's a new one, you know, around around me. Um, and the other thing well, is that's how we found out about the Ohio State Fair. Yeah. By me doing that. The other thing that I would do, and this was probably the best, this would probably been about 96, 97, 98, um, is you would call the clubs. So I would call Peabody's in Cleveland. <laughs> and every week they would update their you know answer machine or whatever mm -hmm. uh, and they would just go through you know august hello 19th, thank you, know, you for calling august 19th we got this one you know blah, blah, blah. new show september 5th uh the brent walter experience you know uh and you would just listen to it and all right i'll call back next week and um you know i, I, I still I, does that I did work at Blockbuster when they had Ticketmaster, so I actually got to sell tickets for a moment. Um, and unlike, I don't, I think, unlike a lot of the uh, people I dealt with selling tickets or buying tickets, I actually tried my best to find the best tickets for the person standing in front of me. So what you year know, this you, you could scour, and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's something available in this row, and I was, I would try my best to get them what they were trying to get. So would so would, did it have what year would this had been? Man, that had to be about ninety two. So when when you were scouring tickets, did it have like a map of the like it is now where you have? Yeah, I mean it was very primitive looking, not like you see now, but you could see a, a version of the stage, mm -hmm. and then the, the rows and what was available and what wasn't available. Now you could, okay. there was a button if I remember correctly. There was it was, it was commands. You typed commands, and. You would type, they could do a command that was just best available and they would just sh shit out two tickets for you. Um, but and then you you'd have that book that you put in front of the customers yep. with the yeah. layout. But you could do a little dig in a little bit, pull up the venue. And I mean, I would let them come behind the counter and like look at the screen, like, here, what do you want? You know, mm. I mean, totally not supposed to do that, but I was like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then if there was a show I wanted to go to and I was opening the store that day, I got first dibs. <laughs> Click, click, click. Two tickets for Andy. Fuckers, those motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, but we only did that for a short window of time. And and another, <laughs> a quick story on uh, uh, for me is I was lucky enough. My band played a venue once that actually sold tickets to Ticketmaster. So I actually have tickets of my my band's name on a Ticketmaster ticket. Uh, so I think I was the only who bought tickets to the show, but I have them. So <laughs> there you go. Well, here, there's there's tickets um that's so, that's the, that's the 80s and 90s mostly rat docking kiss and tons of rat tons of kiss tons of death leopard 
Tons of Cinderella. I always wonder, like, because, like, you know, this is just one stack of many, right? Yeah. And, like, I I guess I kind of cherish them, you know, like, but I always wonder, I go, 100 years, no one's going to give a shit about these. I wonder where they'll be, right? Like, (laughs) you know, on, like, you know, whatever the third version of eBay is, you know, some nerd out there, you know, hey, I read this history book. Their kid will have Dawson will have thrown them in the trash. Yeah, probably fucking darts and shit. But uh, look at um, look at that one, Josh. I can't see that. Blurry. Hurricane and King's X at Bogarts. Yeah, someone wasn't getting laid. Um, Yeah, uh, these were free. I got these free from working at a record store. So, if if you wanted tickets, you had. Now they they changed it eventually, but you had to go wait in line at wherever this was. So if it was that gemstone video, you would either if it was early, you'd wait outside the door in line. When Kroger started selling them and it was 24-7, you would just stand. They had a section and you would just stand there at, and, at midnight. Yes, whatever. Um and eventually then they started doing this you know, lottery system. Right. Um, but, uh, so, you know, you, you would get there and wait and you don't have cell phones. So, you know, usually, you know, none of you, no one had like the money to buy all four tickets. So everybody had to show up and, you know, give you their cash because, you know, no, all of us are broke. Um, <laughs> No, there's no such thing as Venmo and all that shit. So usually that's all you had to stay in line is talking to your buddies about stupid shit for two or three hours. Um, and you know, then usually it was what 10 a.m. they would go on sale. And I just remember like, hurry the fuck up, you know, you, had, uh, you, uh, you know, fucking, uh, fucking, you know, mouth breathers up there. Just, when if you're running through the store, there's always people like, slow it down, slow it down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time. I got to outrun this mob. <laughs> you know, you know, they'll be like, would you have any ticket? You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. Get your tickets. Get the fuck out of here. You know, it's just like that line would. And then you had like the, you know, the people running it half the time didn't know what they were doing. I can't log on. What am I, you know, yeah. and you just know there's tickets are selling. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. So, uh. Anyway, so yeah, uh, the good the good ones would go ahead and get it ready right, you know, before they went on sale, and they just keep hitting the button for refreshing it, you know. Or you'd have like everybody's there for Kiss, but you know, <sighs> one dipshit's there for, you know, fucking Michael Bolton John John no. Denver at the uh, at the phrase or something. Like, when, go to the back. When, when Kiss reunited. My buddy Tom and I got up at three o'clock in the morning and we were, we were trying to think, where can we get tickets that nobody's going to be at in line? Because Andy, I got your ticket. It was another, you know. Um, so we went to Thriftway in Norwood because it's, it's my dad's a, it, store. Yeah, it's not a, it wasn't a predominantly white area <laughs> and, and nothing else was going on sale. No cool in the gang or anything like that. So, um, <laughs> All kinds of stereotypes. <laughs> but, but but here's my point. And so we get there like at three or four in the morning, and there's one person standing in front of us. And we're like, son of a bitch. So the tickets go get, go on sale, and they're getting ready to do a lottery. Yeah. 
because there's 150 people in line. And he's and he's in front of them going, what the fuck you mean going to gang ain't on sale? Well, <laughs> and I'm having a fit. I'm like, no, I've been here since, you know, we're not doing a lottery. So they pulled the first 20 people in line and everybody wanted to get the tickets. Well, then come to find out everybody in line was other than me was in line for Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. And so then Thriftway decided, well, you're going to get your tickets last because everybody else is here for Hootie. That means I got to go out of the system and get different tickets, which is going to hurt their chances. I fuck them. They're behind me. If they wanted to be here, they'd be here. So I argued and screamed and kicked and clawed. I got my way. And so the person at Thriftway said, well, why don't you, the person that was in front of me, let's let him go first and get his tickets and then we can get yours. Fuck him. I was here at number one in line. Okay. So 10 o'clock hits, tickets go on sale. And she goes, how many? He says, four. Lawn. <laughs> lawn tickets. First person in line buying lawn tickets. <laughs> oh. did, you, did you just punch him in the back of the head? Oh, I, I about lawn. Yeah. So there Man, you go. Them hootie fans are relentless. Lawn tickets. And there, let there's, them, and let there's her cry, type of people man. out there are making decisions that probably impact the rest of us. <laughs> they um, can vote and sit on a jury. So, uh, um, <laughs> Sorry that so, took so long to get to the punchline, but <laughs> uh cooling the gang. Um I always hey, thought it was weird that cooling the gang opened up for Van Halen in like 2017 yeah. or whatever that was. I, I think uh, I pulled cool in the gang because Andy made a cool in the gang reference Sunday when we we had timely, a little get together. Timely cool in the gang reference. Mm-hmm. Um good shit. I used to work with a uh a guy when I was in this lumber business. You know, 20 30 25 years ago and his name was cool named after the cigarettes so that's why he smoked um but uh anyways um so tell the story about uh and that and that's a big one too exactly what you were talking about is when the tickets would go on sale you would look try to find out what other shows are going on sale like hopefully it's not hooting the fucking blowfish or cool in the game because then you know you're going to have that match yeah. of people there and it's going to suck ass um so uh do the uh where you guys went to get tickets and you got sleepy go ahead brent gosh andy i don't know what prompted us to want to camp out yeah, I don't I know mean, if I, I don't know if it was we thought it was going to be a blockbuster so morning again delusional uh we Brent and I always thought Night Ranger was bigger than I think they were at least on our <laughs> our neck of the woods what are you talking about Willis so <laughs> we were like man we do we, we got to get seat tickets for the show Brent I, I think Brent knew when they were coming the tickets go on sale and do we're convincing out. our like, parents to let us do it we're getting front row like bullshit it's happening and uh so we did. We we packed a lunch, got no. Brent's uh, super spacious Chevette, my little red Chevette. Yeah, and uh, Brent, you tell red tell him how it went for us. So yeah, so we're sitting in that Chevette, listening to tons of cassettes, hoping the battery doesn't run down, and 
No, no. We were outside at first on the pavement in front of yeah. the doors. Well, then when it got to be like two in the morning, there was nobody there. I'm like, <laughs> and it was getting cold. Why don't we yeah. go sit in the car? And that way, if anybody pulls up, we can see what's going on. Next thing I know, I wake up and Andy's zonked out, still sawing logs. And I look at the door and there's 50 people in line at the door. We slept <laughs> through everything. And, and I'm shaking him, waking him up, like, well, what the hell? You know, Fucking and Andy's like, Andy's like, why'd you fall asleep? I'm like, yeah, you know, classic Andy. That's that's the way Andy treats me. It's always your responsibility. You know, we we drove all the way back from Toronto. He woke up five minutes from my house and said, want me to drive? Anyway, <laughs> I offered. It's a true story. It was such an <laughs> So, um, and I looked at him, I said, like, fuck, no, this isn't going down like this. I, I am not going down. So, and, and we could tell it wasn't a Night Ranger crowd because there was a lot of tie dye and what have you. Yeah. And that's uh, so when I walked up and said, Hey, well, what's going on Saturday? Grateful Dad. And I was like, Fuck this. And so I told Andy to get in line. Well, it really wasn't. It was a mob, really, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I just jumped in and Brent's, and then Brent, I mean, look, I've known Brent most of my life. And Brent has a an odd way of getting oh, almost anything he wants. I mean, there's certain things I'm sure he's tried and hasn't gotten, but I mean, the determination in Brent is really something. If I like, you know, I, there's many stories of him like I'm getting backstage, I'm going to meet so and so, blah blah blah. So coming and to I these tickets, it. he's like, and he's like, he's like, this is bullshit. Like we waited all night. Fuck this. He's like, get in line. And I said, where are you going? He goes, I don't know. But this isn't happening. And he just took off around the back of the mall. Oh, yeah, I said, give me your money. Okay. So <laughs> I just stood in line with all these deadheads and uh, we're up against the glass. And there's no, there's no line. We're all just kind of mobbed up like the walking dead. Kind of like, you know, uh. <laughs> and then I, I see the employees coming in and Brent. He's with all the employees like <laughs> yeah. I'm like a hundred yards away from the door, standing at the bottom of the escalators. Yeah. And going up, you doors. could see through the corridor. They opened the doors, let us all in, and Brent's just gone. They and told me I couldn't go upstairs until the doors opened. Yeah. So and, I, uh, and, I, and I'm doing this to Andy from from a hundred yards away, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we all rush in, and uh, this big mob forms behind Brent, and I just casually walk to the front, stand next to him. And, I was like, did you get him? And he's like, she's doing it right now. Clickety, clickety, clickety. Hands us the tickets. And they were dead center. Second, second row. row. Right. We didn't get the first row, but it, it Riverbend. Second it's row called, pit. It's called the pit. The first four or five rows are called the pit. And you, know, uh, you probably could have just, right when they were opening the doors, pointed in the opposite direction and go, is there Garcia? Marijuana? And everybody <laughs> would look and. Look, a bunch you know, of dancing bears. And you know none of them are running. You know, I mean, yeah, no. you could have just offered them a joint. Yeah, they were bigger. running. They they were running for that for those that escalator. Yeah, but uh, one of the best shows we saw. Uh, I got a pick from Jack Blades uh, at that show. That was the infamous show where we saw Jack and the opening song. I believe it was Brent. Correct me. Slam his bass to the ground because it was malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. And he's playing. They open with Seven Wishes. Jack comes out of the you know the um, the genie lamp. Comes out and it's you know, dun, 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 and the bass is just cutting in and out. And I mean, probably into the second verse, the bass comes off, bam, distortion everywhere. Jack finishes the song with the mic and he comes back with a new bass. And he says, that's what we call a fuck up. 
<laughs> and he just went on with the show. And we're, I mean, Brent and I are losing our minds because it's cold because Jack's cussing and slammed <laughs> his base to the ground. And yeah. And that was the night after we saw him at the Ohio State Fair. Yes. We ended up there with one Josh. Josh Dofferson. Yeah, that's the uh, ticket. That's the show you guys were at. Drug are my Brent. Did you go with me and my parents? Right, your parents didn't go, right? With what? To the Ohio State Fair. God, your memory sucks, dude. My mom was there. <laughs> I know. I drove you, Joey, and I, and that sounds right. Two, and was it who else? There was somebody else in the car. Four of us went up there, and. I had no idea where the Ohio State Fair was. I just knew it was in Columbus. Oh, yeah. And I remember my dad's like, how are you going to get up there? I'm like, oh, I know where it is. It's, you know, I already, I already mapped it out. I had no clue. Yeah, and, there's no GPS nor MapQuest. <laughs> and so I got in my car, like got on 71 North, pulled into Columbus and was just driving. And next thing I know, I see the entrance with that says O-H-I-O. You walk under and I'm like, oh, we're here. I had no clue on how to get there. I just fucked yeah. up and came upon it. Yeah. And I never told those guys because I wanted to look cooler than I was, you know. Well, how about this? You're the first show that you ever went to without like, you know, real adults, right? Just you and your friends. Um, now, Robin, again, you probably had some type of assistance, but um how um it was like an adventure. Like, yeah, I remember. I mean, I'm in Lancaster. Players just opened. We're going up to see Metallica. I have no fucking clue, right, of how Columbus is laid out. I think you know someone told me you know, take two seventy and then you take seventy one and right and you know I'm looking at signs and I mean we made it, but. uh you know, I had no idea, like, if you gave me a map kind of where I would be. Now, it's like the easiest fucking drive. I can, you know, drive sure. in my sleep. I probably have. But, um, um, so, if you're out there listening, if you, you know, uh, leave a comment if you have that, you know, type of story just like Brent or myself where, you know, now it's just an easy drive where you would just hit your buttons on your phone. But back then, it's like, okay, you know, we're driving to some strange city and stop at a gas station or you would literally i mean i would write it down on a notepad that the exits i needed mm. so 71 to exit this and this street names i mean that's how i would well, do that. it wasn't even i mean i saw rat in early 2001 god knows how i found it i would say maybe then it was probably a website you know you could go you know through a website and look um but it was I, mean, just I remember using an atlas um yeah back when i was 10 well, we, that, we atlas, went to niagara falls and i remember atlas using will, those huge atlases will help you maybe for like the high estate fair but not for some rinky dink club on <laughs> some backcountry road in wheeling it'll just get you to wheeling and then you're yeah. good luck hoping but uh i remember we had you know we drove we asked someone like, yeah, go down these country roads. And we go down some country roads, another gas station, ask them again. And literally we're seeing rat in this bar in the, in this Valley between two mountains, probably five miles outside of wheel in the middle of winter, like rat had to hike down 
the like the mountain mountain or whatever we saw their bus parked at the top because they couldn't it was so <laughs> snowy they couldn't uh um get wow. down but anyways this is that was 2001 well that's what we did when we went to opening night in allentown pennsylvania for kiss on the revenge tour we had to go to stabler arena and all i did was map out how to get to allentown pennsylvania i figured i'd figure it out once i got there i remember pulling into a store called a wawa yeah, yeah. never yeah. forget the wawa oh, yeah. and i'm like where the hell is stabler arena and i literally went on this country road up a hill and went through these just it, it was like a forest with just a road and all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a university on the left we got there an hour and a half before showtime we left here like at six in the morning it's like the wild wild west back then um <laughs> but it was fun i mean the stories we have you know the well it's like too it's like almost like like you would get your tickets and you did you know you may have like you know the little booklet where they would show you maybe where you sat but if the show's three months away you don't really quite remember right so it's kind of like you know when you're in a relationship and you know you go to christmas and you know the woman you know hey this is from you know gives a gift to your buddies or whatever or family this is from us and you're just as surprised you know as they are because you have no fucking clue what they got um that's how it was with the tickets like you'd get the tickets and then you show up and like all right where am i at you know like <laughs> you know you're you're going and trying to figure out and um like i remember the first i think tickets i bought on my own was damn damn yankees at vets memorial end of 92 in columbus um i'd gone to other shows and stuff but always you know an aunt or someone um buying them and i just remember going to you know i, I it might have been gemstone still at the time but uh you know just i'd you know i want two tickets to the show and they told me how much and i had no idea what you know really where it was you know I don't. I couldn't even drive at the time, but um, you know, I had no idea where the seats were or anything like that. Um, but uh, and that's the show right here. Damn Yankees, Slaughter and Jackal. Jackal was just wow. starting out, and I went out and bought their cassette the next day. They were fucking. That's a redneck starter kit right there. <laughs> um, if you lived in Cincinnati, you could have seen Jackal. About every three weeks at Annie's down here when they when they weren't signed. Yeah. Um so 1850 two fit 225 service charge. The show was Wednesday, December 16th. And on these older Ticketmaster tickets, um, you could they put down the date that you purchased them. So yeah, if you look here in the corner. I remember December mm -hmm. 8th that's when i bought that so about a week before i was in the balcony aisle three okay josh i got one for you here and i gotta i don't that's not gonna sh no. yeah god dang it i hate yeah. going to the back let's see if you were i think you were at this show let me um turn that sucker off none this is the polaris amphitheater Front row, pit, section B. I'm trying to see the date. July 29th, 1994. Motley Crue with John Karabi as the lead singer. 
so um i got that album the day it came out me and my you know it was such a build-up for it you know all those years with and, the molly crew one yeah yeah and hooligans holiday had been released for about a month or so probably and i just thought that was fucking awesome so um actually i bought it the some some reason i bought it the second day the first day my buddy came into school with it and he you know i was like oh fuck you know i didn't get to go get it so i'm looking at the cover and everything right and then the next day or that afternoon i went and got it and i brought it in with the yellow or the red one well i got the yellow one he had the red one we didn't realize it at first like wait a second uh, these are different and then realized we each had different covers um and uh um i had tickets to that show and i wasn't you know my parents were home or something and i wasn't supposed to have girl girls over and i had girls over and somehow it got found out and for punishment my mom was going to take um my motley crew tickets away <laughs> and i'm like this can't happen so for a while i hit them i had a posters <laughs> on the wall right I taped them to the back of a poster. Uh, you know, I thought that was fairly, you know, good. But after a while, just the bitching and stuff is just like, all right, you know, here's the tickets, whatever. I had to sell them, I think, to someone, right? Um, but that was my punishment. I just couldn't go to that show. Mm. Or may, you know, or maybe I couldn't go see Motley Crue. So I was like, well, I told her, like, you know. The next day, you know, whatever the next day was, they were playing in Louisville. Again, you got to call Ticketmaster. They got, you know, Louisville. Fucking They're Louisville, playing in right? a theater there, if yes. I remember right. It, it was at King's X. It was just typo negative and, yeah. and Motley Crue. And, uh, um, I mean, Louisville might, well, might as well have been Mars. You know, it's like um, my car wouldn't make it. Um, so we had to drive my buddies like, fucking 1979 dodge truck that got like five you know it took like my whole two-week paycheck to to get down there um gas wise but we drove down found the theater and saw motley crew and and drove back but uh yeah no i wasn't at that show um <laughs> unfortunately but i did get to see um john Carabi and motley crew here's one for you uh robin Def Cooper Stadium. I was there. You know who opened for him? What what year was that? Yeah, I don't know. 1993, August 27th. Um Tesla, right? Was that Ugly Kid Joe? It was. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think Whitfield Crane got arrested or something. Um here is Night Ranger at the first Blitzfest. Sunday, September 5th, 1993, $7 with a $1.50 service charge. Um, God, seven bucks. Here, I saw Metallica with long hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did too. I must get beat up by the Metallica fans. Um, so I went to see the cult open for them. And when Master of Puppets came on, and I was like fifth row, I was in the pit. And I stayed long enough to see a little bit of Metallica, watch the Injustice for All stage, you know, blah, 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 blah. And when Master of Puppets came on, every time they said Master, I yelled, Vader! <laughs> mm. um, Sorry. I saw, 
I saw Suicidal Tendencies, Danzig, and Metallica for $18. Well, that'll get um, your frowny face on the internet. Um, right, Robin? And this was the first year that this was the first year that Polaris um had opened and the lawn, you know, was sod. And during the show, people are picking up strips oh. of that sod and tossing it into the seats. Well, that's shit's heavy. So yeah. if you're farther back in the lawn, it's not hitting the seats. <laughs> it's hitting us down at the front of the lawn. And I just remember kind of looking over my back, right? Just keeping an eye out. And uh, turn around, and I just see this fucking huge piece of fucking <laughs> dirt and grass. And I duck real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy, there's a guy I was with, Kyle. I haven't even probably seen him since that show. He's in front of me, and I see this strip of sod hit him on the back of the head and each you know it was like rectangle and it each side just went around yeah it's both sides of his face. Uh, and then i just remember you know james hetfield you know chewing everybody out they just built this place for you and you're tearing it up already here i saw uh this is kind of a little bit off subject we're talking more about the shows but uh i saw Pride and Glory with Zach Wilde. Ted Nugent, um, right out of Damn Yankees. This is August 6, 1994. And Leonard Skinner at Polaris. And I just like at the time, I thought, you know, Leonard Skinner, they're old, you know, like, <laughs> right? And it's hard to believe it wasn't. It would be like that plane wreck, you know, that, you know, killed Ronnie Van Zandt, Steve Gaines, all of them. Um, that would be like that plane wreck happened in 19, you know, 2006 and I'm seeing them now. And, you know, back then it was like 1994. It's like, that happened all the way in 1977. Yeah. Um, I saw a meme about a month ago that said um, that 1985 song by Bowling for Soup. Yes would have uh it's been as far away from 1985 at that point as if that, i think they that song that. is from today if they wrote whatever. it today they would be singing about like 2006 <laughs> the year it's they crazy. wrote it, yes. yes um here's a i remember uh, when it came out <laughs> i was obsessed with it <laughs> and then if you got small clubs again you, you didn't have like the internet and stuff i'm at dream theater halloween night in columbus and i had a kiss shirt on and this dude comes up to me he goes hey man our, our band's opened up for peter chris and a couple of nights and blah 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 and he pulls out tickets and i look at it and again it's just credited by the venue yeah and that same mansfield <laughs> yes um and i was like i'll buy one again mansfield might as well be fucking mars um i had to get uh uh a buddy of mine who was older to drive and um yeah it was like this it says mansfield commerce center but i think it was like an old like livestock warehouse like you <laughs> went in like a grain elevator or something to go up to like a third floor and then you went up and it was like a just like a big empty area and there's like a stage that was maybe like uh, that built into like the wall maybe like a foot and a half 
you know off the ground and yeah there's some local bands the next thing you know there's peter chris uh ripe old age of probably like 45 or something yeah um, singing off his crappy songs off a song and i would do that i was right there and um yeah but again that's how you would i would never have known peter chris at some fucking you know mansfield conference center um <laughs> you know that's how you found out about it. some dude saw my saw my kiss shirt and, and yeah I've, I've become friends with people like that just because of like whatever i'm wearing <laughs> tattoos <laughs> andy i got a story that you're not going to remember awesome and i'm trying to find the ticket stub to it right now once upon a time, Rob Tipton and I camped out for the very first Van Hagar tour. Van Halen. They were coming to the Cincinnati Gardens, and we camped out of Van Lunen's up in Amelia. Van Lunen's. And they went on sale Saturday morning. And I think we were like 10th in line, and there was probably two, 250 people camped out in front of that store. And one guy had brought a guitar amp and a guitar, and he was jamming all night long, plugged into an outdoor fixture, what have you. It was just one huge party. The police just kept coming and checking everywhere. I mean, everybody, everybody was cool. And I remember going over to that Hardee's across the street, Andy, like at five in the morning when they when they opened, started doing breakfast. Yeah. And, and we're waiting in line at the breakfast thing, and I looked down, and there was a $100 bill on the floor. And I, I yeah. picked it up and Rob's like, where'd you get that from? Because you, you, I didn't have your money yet because I remember you were going to come up and hand us some money so we can get your ticket. And, uh, and Rob's like, well, what are you going to do with that? And I'm like, I'm like, well, if we go back to the crowd and say who lost a hundred dollars, everybody's going to lose a hundred dollars at that point. Um, but Nobody said anything. There was one girl screaming and crying that she'd lost $30. This was a $100 bill. She lost $30. She couldn't find out where's her third. Right, so everybody so you went gave through. Her 30 and now you have 70. But everybody, no, I didn't find her 30. But everybody in line gave her like a buck and she was able to get her $15 ticket or, you know, you know, you know what I mean? So it was no big deal. But I remember Andy coming up and he goes to hand me my money. And I went, no, 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 don't need it. What do you mean? I'm like, I can't tell you right now. I, I don't yeah. need your money. <laughs> you don't remember that, do you? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> because I was able to buy all four of us tickets with that hundred dollars I found. I don't even think I remember going to that concert, but I had the shirt, so I know I must have been there. Yeah, we went there. It was it, the album wasn't even out yet. Yeah. We saw them like two weeks before the the album even came out. So they're doing best of both worlds, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Sounds about, sounds about right for me. So do, about you, course. so do you guys remember the first show where you were like, shit, that's kind of expensive. Like for me, um, it was Van Halen balance tour. Um, and they're going to be at the Nutter Center waiting in line. Best available. And I'm not sure what they said, but I said, you know, I was, I had to be one of those guys. Oh, we can't do that. So it must have been before. <laughs> and they the gave next us, best available. they gave us, you know, like the, 
you know the next level or whatever and it was 2750 for the ticket this is 1995 four dollar service charge so i just remember 31 fucking dollars <laughs> and this wasn't even the most expensive ticket um now the good thing was it was front row side stage so you know we ended up lucking out yeah you know, probably just because no one was buying that yet but that was the first show like i remember seeing an increase like whoa um you know because even the kiss tickets you know they were you know the good tickets were still right around 29 bucks which was again a lot of money um for that reunion tour um uh, here i can pull some of those out here in a second i got tons of those see i want to know the perspective of that but with knowing that those bands are not in their prime like it is so much more expensive to see kiss not in their prime Def leopard not in their prime but you get to pay under yeah. 20 dollars for all these amazing van halen and bon jovi i mean in the brent, time that it matters like brent and i saw Def leopard i wish dude <laughs> we saw Def leopard as an opening band we saw him open for Billy did. Squire in on the Pyromania tour. Like they were just openers, and I'm like, holy shit! I mean, we saw him on the uh, Hysteria uh, tour. What were those tickets, Brent? Twenty bucks? Um, Maybe the thirty dollar back the in the biggest 80s tickets, tour they like, did. You know, there. Like, wham, wham, there is the <laughs> Billy Squire Def Leppard ticket right yeah, there. there I know that was like um, the first shock, but like, I wonder how you guys really can, you know, think yeah. about that. We were lucky. We were very well, lucky. For example, all in their prime. <laughs> for example, 1993 August, Def Leppard field tickets, right? So, again, this is a minor league baseball stadium. The stage is out in the center field. Um, so, our seats were, you know, on the field, somewhat decent. Ticket was 20 bucks, 250. Um, yeah. And the so, year I was born. I remember, yeah, I said, I mean, I remember I said I saw Metallica. 30 years ago. 1850 Motley Crue, 1850 Leonard Skinner, Ted Nugent, Pride and Glory, Pavilion Seats, 1450. I saw Aerosmith and Collective Soul, Pavilion Seats, $23. Um, and that's what I was saying. Where then you get to Van Halen, $27.50 plus four dollars. You know, so you go from 22 bucks. For Def Leppard field tickets, to almost you know to thirty one dollars, um, and it's just reverse. Like today's well, prices are worth seeing them in their prime back in the day. Exactly. Well, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying because like yeah. now you're seeing and not. I mean, Def Leppard still sounds fine, but yeah, they haven't had a hit in thirty years. Well, well to see them with Steve <laughs> and yeah, it's almost Steve Clark. I mean, Josh, get the, real quick. The, uh, your point that the first show that that I, I mean, I was going to buy, I did not buy tickets for, that I was flabbergasted by ticket prices was the Eagles Hell Freezes Over Tour. Well, yeah. They were $100, they were $100 tickets. And I was like, I want to see the show so bad, but there's no way on earth I'll ever pay $100 for a concert ticket. Well, I remember bitching That's because changed. of the, these Kiss tickets. Because, and you, Josh, you were talking about the Kiss um, reunion tour. This ticket is Dayton, Ohio, Section B, July 17th, 1996, $39. And then I saw them on October 18th, 1996. They went up a dollar to 40 bucks. 
And 40 bucks was a ton of shit ton well, of money. So here's a ticket. show. Here's a show. Usually if you went to clubs, 15 bucks or under, right? And I remember I went and saw Black Sabbath with Motorhead, Flotsam and Jetsam, and Fear Factory opening. And it was $20 for the ticket plus $3 for the service charge. And I was just thinking, I'm in a club paying 23 bucks. That's how much it costs to go to like Polaris and shit. You're like, this you is know? bullshit. And I, that was the first place I ever lost probably my hearing because of Motorhead. Like <laughs> Motorhead was the one show I've seen where it hurt. And I was like front center. So like the, you know, the PA is not even coming at me. It's going by me and it hurt. Like I had, to, I was at the point where I was going to have to leave and then the show was over. And I was right in front of, you know, right in front of Lemmy. So he's just right there. I'm getting spittle and all kinds of shit on me from him. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's just like, you know, I'm like, look like a fucking just soap with shit. I did get his guitar pick. Um, but here you go. Yeah. Twelve fifty for Night Ranger at the Newport. July yeah, I just 8th, saw that one in my stack here. Nineteen ninety-five. Um, and then I got I got two blasts for the past. And Andy, this one is going to really floor you. In fact, we were on the floor. We were row H on the floor for this. Iron Maiden, Peace of Mind tour with Quiet, brand new band Quiet Riot opening up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> got a, I got a drumstick from Nico. At that yeah. Show. And here is 1995, Brian Adams and Survivor. There you go. That was, That's that was. Shot of the 80s right there. That was the height of Brian Adams right there. Yeah. I mean, so Robin, let me ask you, because it's, because you, you really didn't, you know, you weren't even born to the eyes band's prime was over. Mm -hmm. How exactly. hard is it for you to long for, you know, I mean, we can go on and on about stories of seeing, you know, Doc in, in their prime opening for, you know, whomever uh, and seeing rat with poison. And, you know, these rat guys poison. were just, yeah, it was the oh. rat poison tour. And it was, I mean, poison was the opening band and yeah. Brent had got us backstage passes for it. And there's stories behind that, but I mean, <laughs> you know, we we got to live this amazing heyday of music. And for most people, like my daughter at 18 could give two craps about my my era of music. But you're a younger person who actually really does enjoy that era of music. Like, does it I don't I won't say does it hurt, but like I like I long for bands that I, I never got to see. Like I never got to see a Led Zeppelin. And I'm not a big Zeppelin fan, but I, it'll never happen. I'll never get to see Queen mm -hmm. um, because I missed out on those things. Um so how hard is that? Like, does it so, just eat at you? Like, God, you guys suck. All of well, you just suck. That's why going to shows helps so much because even if it's not like them back in the heyday, like, like speaking of Doc and like, just like that one time that I got to hang out with him for like an hour at like before and after the show was just like, this is the coolest. Like that's, that's like me. That's like the only way I can tra time travel that and putting yeah. on my vinyl or something. Yeah. But it helps me feel like I was actually a part of it because, you know, I've actually had personal, like, all, like with Rob Halford, 
like handing me backstage passes during breaking the law like like that's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there's poison around andy uh we can't see it um, i know so robin uh how old were you in 2001 that was actually my first concert i was eight and oh, yeah. it was a week after 9 11 i went and saw backstreet boys at the Woolstein center wow so yeah. it's like you didn't even get to see like you know you're you're talking about seeing bands in their prime like you like didn't you the only band even... that i really see in the their heyday like in their prime the only bands i've really seen like that are steel panther and ghost right now right. <laughs> yeah right steel panther's not even real um so uh but like but, i was all hanging out you didn't even get to see like the second their second third or fourth primes right <laughs> like you know like where they're like eh, and then you get uh, and then you you're well, like joe they, looks joe elliott looks the best now than he he has in the last 10 years except so. for his hair i think his hair looks yeah horrible. platinum hair is kind of, kind of got to go uh, i think he needs a different style different like style silver. i don't care about the platinum that the yeah the jennifer aniston look doesn't work for him mm -hmm. I saw and, but he's and, had that the whole he's had that for so long that it's kind of normal to me yeah but i saw docking in 2001 and i just remember like eh, this is just okay and then you know you see Dawkins now, and it was like it's know, hard fucking uh, watching Mozart or something in two thousand and one. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, ah, oh, they weren't as bad as they could have been in two thousand and one. I've um, seen Dawkins on Bad and Good Days. Yeah, know, well, this done, yeah. but this Dawkins yeah. ticket, and I, call, and I call bullshit of you hanging out with Don Dawkins for an hour because I know it don't take fries to cook that long. So, oh my god this docking ticket harsh. is actually a sammy hagar ticket when docking opened for them andy in dayton ohio yeah. on april 5th 1985 we were remember being front row for that remember that i remember that this is this is when i started working at the record store and, and they gave me and i called up the um i called up electric records and they gave me like four free tickets so I was like styling, bringing all my friends to the concert for free. And, mm -hmm. and Andy, this one will interest you. Well, that was June also, 24th. Go ahead. It was festival seating, too. So yeah. you, you could fight your way to the front. I mean, and we again, were front after, after the Who concert. That was really frowned upon. But we uh, we made our way to the front. Very uncomfortable. We were kind of smushed, but uh, we were front row. <laughs> June 24th, 1984, $11 and 50 cents. This was the Scorpions Love the First Stain Tour with a brand new band Bon Jovi opening up. Was I there? No, you weren't there. It was Joey I was like, and yeah, I. I don't, I don't remember that one at all. Like, I mean, I know and, my memory's shite, but I don't remember that one. And here's one I camped out for January 22nd, 1985. Prince of the Revolution with Sheila E. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, well, the one thing we haven't talked about when we were talking about camping out for Dina, what it was like to get tickets. I remember, remember my sister's friends all paying me camp out to get Madonna tickets. The only time Madonna ever came to Cincinnati on the Like Virgin tour. And, and I camped out. I, I think I made $50 that night. It was fantastic <laughs> because they all didn't want to. And it was in the wintertime. They didn't want to wait in the cold. And I didn't give a shit. You know, easy 50. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> 50 bucks back in 1985 was a lot of money, as yeah. you can see. It, you know, it paid for your Madonna ticket. Um, yeah, so 
Ozzy Osbourne, early 1996, 2150. Mm-hmm. Um, so even you know even then, and that's at the Nutter Center. Uh, sticks on their reunion tour with Kansas at Polaris, 25 bucks. That would be like about right, you know, like okay, I can spend 25 bucks. 28, I'm not doing it. Yeah, but you know what's so fantastic about that era? When damn Yankees came out and they toured with Bad Company, they did cheaper tickets. Remember that? They made a big deal about it, about it being a co-headline tour. And they and it was like um, I forget what they called ticket relief or something like that. And I and I I need to go find a ticket now because I remember the tickets were like fifteen bucks versus everybody being twenty five. Do you all recall uh, that at all, you three? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I, there's no way I would remember that. At the height of grunge, nineteen ninety six. So the bands that are struggling, like Great White, Spinal Tap. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Great White at the Newport Music Hall, July 1996, 10.50. So you could go, <laughs> you know, these bands, again, are struggling. Um, again, the my KISS tickets were like 28, 29, 27. Um, uh, dollars. Here we go. Stone Temple Pilots, December of 96. So Stone Temple Pilots, as big as they ever got, right? Um Twenty three fifty for the ticket, and these were like lower level, you know, maybe a section or two away from the uh, stage. Uh, and when we were talking about like you know increases and stuff, collective sold nineteen ninety seven um, at Newport fifteen bucks. Night Ranger, the show I know Brent, you were. I don't know Andy if you were. June eighth, nineteen ninety seven, the Neverland tour. Um, Ten dollars. Newport Music Hall. Yeah, right there it is. Uh, I'm sorry, I saw them in their hometown of San. How much was that? Rosa. Ten bucks. Ten, Ten bucks for the two dollar and fifty. It was probably somewhat a little cheaper because that show was announced, and like two weeks later was the show. Now mm. the place was packed. It was kind of mm. cool, like 1997 Night Ranger. You know, that was when you know again these bands were just starting to. Yeah, I think I bought it. Says May, either May 7th or May 27th is when I bought my ticket, and this uh, show was June 8th. No, it would be uh, May. The what's the numbers before May? A two seven. Yeah, mine was two four. So here's so the big thing you got with tickets now is. You kind of have like the scalping, but you have like the legal scalping where you can put them on Ticketmaster and resell. Now, back then, you would have ticket scalpers in the big cities, like actual like companies, and you could call and they would sometimes advertise tickets. And I remember Motley Crue back with Vince Neil, 1997, they're doing a club listening tour and they were doing one in Cleveland. And I called them and they had two tickets. 80 bucks. That's a lot of fucking money, right? 80 bucks. Um, but we took them and the tickets were $28 when whoever bought them. But we got to go see Motley Crue in the Agora Theater. So, wow. right, you know, front row in a little theater, they're back together and kicking ass. 
another show i i kind of skipped it but um this show right here kiss april 9th 1997 we used to get a thing called the advertiser so i'm sure you guys probably had the same thing where you could put ads in and it would be free and they would deliver it you know have all the list of yard sales and shit right someone was selling kiss tickets wow and they had for fort wayne they had front row and second row and my buddy scotty um big guy weighed like 300 pounds right um he found them he saw them he's like you want to do 100 bucks we had to think about it like uh, i call them they only had the second row left and they were 100 bucks i remember like having to like seriously think about that right like are we going to do this <laughs> and we did it and we dressed up as kiss we put the makeup on now my buddy again scott big guy he had the curly wig and the paul stanley makeup and the suspenders you know <laughs> and i was gene and we were right in front of gene the curtain falls down they're playing deuce and we're just going at it you know jumping up and down and uh but even right before gene starts singing paul came over and he sees my buddy and he points at him and he's he's you could you know you know read his lips he goes i like that uh, and, uh um <laughs> There's a bootleg of it. And if you look at the very beginning, you see these two heads just going <laughs> up and down. That's us with our wigs. Um, when was this? April 1997. Oh. Uh, also, I'll, I'll share this for another time, you know, when we get bored. But um, you guys can ask me about the time. After, after the show, I got taken into custody, not arrested. Big difference. Taken into custody. <laughs> um in kiss makeup uh so <laughs> i'll tell you that story some other time but uh oh god that was a long Demon. night but, uh, <laughs> um but uh but yeah that's how you would do you know the scalp tickets you would either you know go through um like i said there'd be advertisements in the paper and or there'd be you know companies that actually you know did that kind of stuff Rat at the Al Rosa Villa, 1997 Halloween, 16 bucks. Cinderella at the Al Rosa Villa, March 13th, 1998, $17. Jeff LeBar about kick my ass because I think I called him Fred. Um, so, uh, another show that like hit the next uh thing Van Halen going to be <clears throat> in Cleveland with Gary Sharon. May 17th, 1988. But he's like, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, just give me a ticket. I'll pay you. Fucking ticket was 45 fucking bucks. <laughs> Unheard of with $3 service charge. So it was $48. Hmm. Um, that was the first like, oh, that was another like, you know, layer of what the fuck. Here's a. Uh, okay. Here is. L.A. Guns and Gilby Clark at Annie's, November 11th, 1998. Eight bucks. You said eight? Yeah. Now, okay. the, first, the first $50 ticket was Kiss on the Psycho Circus Tour, December of um, 98. Yeah, I've gotten to see a lot of 80s bands, too, for like 30 and under or 20 and under yeah, or whatever. I mean, like, So I've lived a little bit like Faster Pussycat, Enough's Enough. You so know, like I know today... Them today's like equivalent right like a cheap concert what 
under 50 bucks if you can get a ticket right is that well, no? well it depends uh, i don't know i mean i used to compare house of blues to being like 30 bucks or so because that's what i used to see steel panther for but i used to see like ghosts for that why are you paying 30 bucks for not a real band my god okay uh, well, I'm going back to what I was saying about the damn Yankees. The Green thing. Day ticket that I was telling you about. My friend at works at, or he used to work at House of Blues, and was like, for when they were being inducted in the Rock Hall, he's like, they're gonna do a show that they're not even announcing it till next week, but beyond that shit. And I was on that shit, dude. And they announced it like two days before that they were doing this like little because green day is green day you know they like their little small punk shows kind of thing and uh i still couldn't even get a ticket to that but then he had told me to come outside and there's all these stars so (laughs) no i wasn't waiting for tickets i was just waiting to see people and yeah it's all out of people rent tree what you got there no i had i kind of screwed up i had some damn yankees tickets here and I was going to compare it, but then I realized um, something ain't right because this is my Def Leppard ticket from 1993 at Cooper Stadium. That ticket was 20 bucks at the time and the same year for damn Yankees. And this would have been, this is 1993. That was only 1750, but then I find a damn Yankees ticket from 1990, November 3rd, 1990. And this ticket was 1850. Might so I, the I, venue thing too. Is it well, no, I would, but they made a big deal about it being like a, you know, because they came back to Cincinnati that year and the tickets were cheaper than that even. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to find the ticket to compare it to. Mm-hmm. And I thought I found it and then I realized I didn't. So I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Apology accepted. Um, so when I talk about like these 80s bands, kind of like, you know, where 95, 96, you had the Eagles and you had Kiss, these 70s bands being able to sell out arenas during grunge. The Remember I said, I just said something about Cinderella being at the Al Rosa, mm-hmm. at the Al Rosa. It hadn't quite hit for those bands yet. Same with Motley Crue. I saw Motley Crue February 27th, 1999. Um, in Dayton at the Memorial Hall. Weird place, maybe 3,000 people. Um, See, I will it? tell you, I kind of remember that low resurgence. One of the first songs that I heard was It's My Life by Bon Jovi. I think that came well, out in 99. You're going, you're going, no, that's like 2002, I think, mm-hmm. right? Um, maybe. Uh, someone look that up. But, uh, but uh, now, too, right, by uh, Duff Leppard. Okay, that it would be well, too bad. Uh, you I had think. promises got a little bit of airplay, yeah, that was in 99, yeah. but I think that uh, Bon Jovi was a couple years after that. But so, February of 99, Motley Crue is playing this theater in Dayton. Um, in between that, girl is Dayton took me to go see DC Talk, <laughs> and uh, all I know is like wa- uh, water boiled every time I walked by. Um, but in July. Motley Crue and Scorpions are at Polaris. But so they... that was where it was suddenly like, you know, 15,000 people compared to six months ago, 2,500. And 
that to me is where you know again the next year motley cruise at polaris with megadeth um hey for what it's worth uh, it's my life came out in may of 2000 all right. just All right. so, you said you, look Andy. it up i looked it up not well, trying to prove anybody right or wrong i just happened i just to be. knew, it, I knew it was right around there i just knew it wasn't the 90s i know it was yeah. like you know in the 2000s i was with you 2002 but i was like let me look that up while we're talking while you guys are chattering well what so, when was it did you say may may 8th 2000 was the lead right. single from their seventh studio album crush right. which is a uh which was produced a good album by the guy who produced the unreleased damn yankees record the third record wow. luke ebbin or something like that um here's that rat ticket I, remember i told you i saw rat you know wheeling in the middle of nowhere um the crossroads anybody ever been to the crossroads and wheeling um i'm not sure i've ever been to wheeling <laughs> Yeah, me either. <laughs> I started hearing banjos played going I mean, through that area. Not on, I heard, not like, on purpose. In the All right. So here, early 2000s, the thing I liked about Wheeling, there was a place called the Capitol Music Hall, and they had this thing called Jamboree USA. Every Saturday night was a live radio broadcast, and they would have a you know country music star come out and play live for about an hour and 10 minutes. So, again, they did their own ticketing. So I would see when a show would go on sale and right when they went on sale, I would call that venue and I could get front row seats to go see all these, you know, Dave Allen Coe, John Anderson, all these guys. Another thing, they sold sports mugs like, you know, like, hey, I'm going to run a marathon and the old sports mugs with like the twisty straw. Mm -hmm. Those were 425, like 30 some ounces of booze. Right. And uh, if you brought back the thing, it was 325. So, you know, you would go up there after a while. You're just like, I ain't bringing that shit up. It's only a bucket more, you know, but you come back with four of them in your hands. There's only two of, you know, me and a buddy of mine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, how we ever survived <laughs> any of those trips um, that I could do a whole episode on those like this. John Anderson, 2002. I could do an episode on this. The one of the craziest nights. Just weird shit, like some Twilight. Was that swinging? Shit. We were swinging. I mean, I, dude, I had to like, like, swinging. dude, you know, like, I wasn't sure if I had farted or shit. Like, I farted yet. Oh, you're good. Good stuff. Um, George Jones. Um, but anyways, so there you go. Uh, Big life tour. 87. How much was that? This was um, fifteen dollars and fifty cents. Man, here. that would have been a birthday show. And <laughs> there is there's Seven Wishes tour that we went to Andy that we camped out for. <sighs> and this would be Midnight Madness tour. I don't. All right, can't we can't see, see those. Don't worry about. It. You uh, there you go. Can't see it. <laughs> Just tell us about it. Um, Midnight Madness tour, thirteen say, bucks. Uh, oh, yeah, also the cap that we're at wheeling. Yeah. Um, I almost got in a fight with an Oak Ridge boy. I don't know if I ever told that story, <laughs> but uh, that's a story to have. That's another yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could uh, be. Um, yeah. So good stuff. Um, so did you guys ever call and get tickets? 
Had to for the 1992 Revenge Tour in Allentown, Pennsylvania, because we couldn't get them here. Okay. I have ones for Richard Marks. (laughs) I just don't see that in you, Robin. (laughs) I like it. His music. (laughs) I I just did not expect that to come out of your mouth. It don't mean nothing. (laughs) Yeah, really, it it don't. But uh... One of the other funny, strange things I've only ever done at a Richard Marks concert was um, use the men's bathroom. (laughs) I've done that. (laughs) <laughs> the line's way too damn long at a Richard Marks concert to go to the bathroom. That's all. Like I can't, I can't remember. I think it was a comedian <laughs> or something, but it's like, uh, you know, if you walk into, you know, you accidentally walk into a women's restroom, you know, it's like, get out of here, you pervert, blah, 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 you know, get the <laughs> fuck out. And a woman, you know, walks in, you know, she's treated as a queen. Oh, hey, come on in. You know, <laughs> uh, I was just like, lights too long there, just like, ha. I was at I think it was the Garth Brooks concert down here and I went to the you know went to the restroom and the it was towards the end and people were kind of like filing out but there were still a bunch of people and as you know the women's room this girl just walked right she goes guys ain't nothing I haven't seen before but I'm not waiting in that line and we're all just like all right yeah at one point yeah and she's like I'm not looking she goes you know she went into a stall like I was like I mean nobody missed a beat like there you go yeah. Yep. Um, it's just like, hey, that's funny. And then like, yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, but if but if we did that, yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> like we'd walk in like, hey, it's all right. Ain't I'm you- I'm looking at everything. <laughs> Don't judge me. Ain't nothing I've seen, seen before, well, you know, blah blah blah. You, except for you. I've seen you on Google. Um wow. you know, but uh um you know. I was gonna say Josh uh, earlier we talked about uh just high prices of, of has, hastily packed suitcases yeah high prices for tickets i the most i've ever spent was about two thousand twenty five hundred for that trip to uh the california to california that was uh, <laughs> that was expensive ticket um but uh it wasn't just for the ticket that was the adventure well, the but, tickets yeah. for free and, weren't they yeah to say, i got in for free i never i never yeah. had a ticket for the show i never got one but uh you know that was the perks of um believing some strange woman was brad gillis's sister and who she was and she's like come on like, you know i remember i remember thinking no way is that gonna happen sister now suck my dick but here's That's the funny nice. thing is is back then i don't know if you i, I think you can do it now but back yeah you, i knew you can because uh we know people that have bought tickets from out of state you it was hard to get a ticket for an out-of-state venue well, that's, i kept yeah. going to Ticketmaster, and they they couldn't sell me a ticket for petaluma california like you have here, to call a ticket master yep. in that zone here was the thing and i'm like um, I, how do i find that i mean i'm on dial up aol so you know how most <laughs> of our ticket master tickets from the 80s and 90s are blue well me and my uncle and a couple other people we went and saw a detroit tigers game in 93 and their t- their ticket master cool. were pink I so saw, i guess they're different for regions i I well, would guess back then. Just the yeah. ink they have. Yeah. Well, yeah, because look, even back in '98 when I was going to Tigers games, there again, they're because like I've got like a yellow and like yellow and white or yellow and orange kind of ticket for my Backstreet Boys one from 2001, and I feel like that was something my dad actually had gotten through the early days, early <laughs> days of the internet. Yeah. Josh, that's Ohio Center. Kiss Asylum Tour. Purple. Is that the one where they played Round and Round by Rat? Yep. 
Um, Just about 10 seconds of it. Yeah, you like won't hear it. Rat Beast playing our songs. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. So I guess another good question is what's the most expensive ticket you've uh, you bought? Um, it's got to be a kiss ticket for me. I would say like off the top of my head. Um, Kiss tickets sure that cost a hundred dollars. I wasn't sure if I was going to go. Um, when Kiss announced the, you know that end of the road tour, they were playing Lexington, and I just kept watching tickets and like fourth row or a third row ticket finally lowered down to like 250 bucks. I'm like, you know what? Last tour of Kiss. Now we didn't know COVID was gonna hit and all that shit, but uh no. um I got the ticket for 250 and then snuffed down to the front row. And so I was 250 bucks for a front row kiss ticket. You can't beat that. But uh, off the top of my head, that's the most I spent. I remember, I mean, not that it's the most, but I spent a hundred bucks, a little bit over on Fleetwood Mac tickets. And we were like upper level, yeah. you know, like, it's like, and I, that's uh, starting to become a norm. Upper level um, seats, uh, hundred and some bucks. It's. I bought. I hope it. nobody from Night Ranger watches this episode. <laughs> what those guys have paid that for? I paid King's X. <laughs> I mean, I paid front for front row tickets in Brown County, Indiana, for me and uh, Greenaway. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's a great story. Yeah, that, all all on its own, but. I had the but, meet and greet and yeah. the ticket, but I don't remember the cost of the ticket. I know my overall purchase was it was like six hundred bucks total. Well, the best Individual part of that. tickets. I mean, I bought my I've taken my daughter to see Taylor Swift. That's not cheap, no matter how you slice it. Um, Lisa, um my wife has paid crazy amounts for tickets for us. I mean, she paid like seven hundred bucks for Elton John tickets. Yeah, but yeah, that's cheap compared to yeah, I mean we were care of you. Yeah, I mean that's a fair exchange, I think. Um, Andy's got must have like a thirteen inch dong or something. Um, yeah. Lisa, uh, when, one of those uh, numbers is right. <laughs> Lisa, <laughs> what's the most you paid on a ticket? Now, Daryl, that not that Daryl knows to give us the real answer. Oh, he's the one that buys my tickets. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was probably the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction when we oh. got inducted. We paid like two thousand dollars for tickets. I was there for two. Oh, were you when Jerry got I, inducted? I was way up. <laughs> we we were pretty close. We 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 were off to the side, but we were like down lower. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We pay, I bought just the regular. T I mean, but I think those. I think my tickets were probably hundred and something dollars. Hundred. Wait. Way. Way up. Yeah. Ours were about a thousand a piece. Yeah, but I wasn't missing it. So <laughs> yeah, I remember I had tickets to uh, the probably the cheapest tickets I had was a band. Um, it was I think in Cincinnati called um, Touch of Madness, and <laughs> I, uh, horrible. If you've seen the, if you paid to see them, you were robbed. And they've actually never played a live show, so I you had, know you're lying. <laughs> I had two tickets. I had That's two true. tickets. I'm like, I don't want these motherfuckers, right? So I put them on my windshield when I parked at Kroger's. You know, just put those two tickets out there, and I fucking right. came back out. There were There's fucking more. three more. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fair. Sounds that's fair. that's that, that, those are old Bengals ticket stories. <laughs> um, anyway, such a madness was a band, Andy. Um, 
had recorded a record very underappreciated uh yeah there you go promote the shit out of that we yeah. need those 10 cents yeah on the they were called arkham asylum yeah dc then, comics did not and then when that. gary what when gary put that on itunes he changed the name to touch of madness yeah it was either that or let him run um yeah <laughs> four uh, guys in the morning rock and robin what's the most expensive ticket you've bought i the five hundred dollar uh blaze bailey um oh my god stop blaze no <laughs> you guys have no idea about that <laughs> oh, i got ideas yo anyway no um no blaze liked me a lot when i had seen them that's not the story i think it's alice cooper though i spent 600 to like do the meet and greet and everything but i think it came with a ticket yeah meeting him is the only <laughs> driving force though with that and i feel like i my and it was a gift but my dad had spent <laughs> like 750 for the duff leopard one wow and rick savage was sick you know oh. i, I that's a bummer. Yeah. I love I Sam. Love Sam. I, I love Sam. <laughs> Here's another thing. It's like you think back, you know, to these times and you're like, wow, like who they never thought of meet and greets? You know, like yeah, all you know, those or years. like Paul Stanley just handed his broken guitar out at the end. And it's like, <laughs> there I have one yeah. upstairs. Um, now you have to pay good money for that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you know, I was gonna mention when she did the meet and greet thing. Yeah, in 2004, I paid $1,000 to go backstage for the Kish picture. And I did, think I had like fifth row pit. Did they come with a ticket? It came with a ticket. Yeah. And the way it worked out was the way my ticket was, it was in the it was in the fifth row. But the way the pit wrapped around, I ended up being front row. I was the last seat on the end in the pit. Yeah. They put me around in the front row right in front of Tommy Thayer fake ace spaceman um <laughs> so like the first like thing i remember these places doing um that was a little bit like extra was the newport music hall at a subway inside and what you would do is they would have you would buy like a pre-show party ticket and basically what it was um, this can't be good Hold on, let me see if I got one in here. Oh, it's, it's um, gonna I mean, be a it's gonna be a half a foot long and a and a Pepsi. It, there's yeah, nothing it, good about Subway. And it was, um, but uh, you would, um, it would get you in the doors a half early. hour early. Yeah. Now the only thing that sucked is a lot of time they would sell the tickets like, you know, before everybody came in. Most people would do it, but um, yeah. So that added two dollars and fifty cents to your bill but that's you know the pre-show party you know you would yeah. have to get that so that was the first thing i kind of um remember just like as a uh an add-on can't uh, you kind of do that at house of blues can you go and have dinner before a show or does that still not get you in i don't, I don't know remember. if they still do it anymore but if you spent twenty dollars at yeah at, in the gift shop or in the restaurant you just were able to do like go right a, to the 
stanchion. Yeah, it was like a other line, but you still yeah. had to wait for the doors to open. I feel you like I did that once for Night Ranger. Everyone waiting since two, three o'clock, which is what I would do too, just for the show. Yeah, I would go grab a burger and then sneak in. And into then go the through that. Yeah. And it's funny too, like you think about like I don't know when it was <sighs> Motley Crue tour, maybe two thousand five, six, seven, somewhere in there. They do the meet and greet. And it was like 400 bucks, right? And you got to meet the band and probably got a premium ticket. And like, I ain't paying that. And now it's like, you know, that's... I wish it was 400. Yeah, it's considered, uh, <laughs> considered cheap. And Tommy like, doesn't believe in meet and greets. And now Mick's not even there anymore. And <laughs> um, Now the Night Ranger meet and greet. Um, I never really bought those because you know i'd met the band so many times and i just couldn't pay for like you know just you know i used to be able to talk to them and now you just go up um but i did when i came back from liberia i bought you know tickets for me and my buddy and my brother for the night ranger porner and motley or journey and i got us the vip and if i remember correctly it was 50 bucks um if it wasn't 50 bucks, I know it was below 70 bucks. So 55 bucks, I, mean, I don't know, but I, I think it was 50 bucks. And you got, you know, the VIP pass. You got a signed poster, not an 8 by 10 but it was a poster, had all their albums on it except for Mojo. And uh, <laughs> um, you got to meet the band. Uh, so that's the only one, I think, like the meet and greet I bought. Uh, I don't know if I've bought. And I did or... that because I knew my mom had never like yeah. met them, and then that was my first time finally seeing Kelly and Jack. So yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've, I've paid for a couple of the meet and greets. Um, I mean, clearly with with Mark, I did that, but I've done it prior to that just because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to hang out with the guys and mm -hmm. get a picture. So now it's. Thankfully, this little podcast has made that a little easier yeah. for us. But well, uh, and it used to be, you know, before a show is always the best time to meet them. And mm -hmm. uh, I just remember like Collective Soul back in '95. You know, I met him and stuff, and I have to tell you guys sometime the Ed Roland story, where like he remembered me and like said hi to me on the street, and I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just remember the bass player Will. He was making. Uh, the album cover has this like circle thing and he's like making this thing while we're sitting there bullshitting and eventually that night the show i saw it on his amp but you know that's how you were able just to hang out with him and and do that stuff so one last thing i want to talk about is i guess the difference in scalping so it used uh, to be you know um it used to be you know you buy tickets and you either sell them to the organ you know the, the companies that would advertise in the paper or you would have the people that would be at the shows. Um, and now you have where you got, you know, stub hubs, stuff like that. Yeah. You got Ticketmaster selling resale tickets. Um, and your and thoughts, your thoughts mm -hmm. on that. Now, I guess I don't like it either. Um, the thing I do like about it is when, oh, I can't go to the show. All I got to do is, 
you know, and a drunken stupor hit a couple buttons and I could put my seats up for sale. Yes. And a lot of times I make money off of it because yep. they're decent shows. And, um, you know, I remember I bought four tickets for Kiss, uh, Columbus 2019. And right towards the end, my buddy and his wife couldn't go. I was like, don't worry about it. You know, they hadn't paid me for the tickets yet. I was like, don't worry about it. I can just put them on. So I just looked at a little bit what they were going for. And I just put, you know, if I paid 200 bucks for them, I think I put like 350 for both, you know, for them. And yeah. they sold, right? You know, so hell, that made, you know, 150 bucks. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I I love and hate it. I, I, I've sold tickets. And I also like the fact that if, if I want tickets to a show and then I didn't get them because it sold out, I have an option to get tickets. What I hate is when tickets go on sale, you are almost completely blocked out mm -hmm. by these bots. And I, and I hate that. And I mean, and they instantaneously are up for sale and resale. And you know, I look, I love America. I love capitalism. I get it. But for fuck's sake, man, yeah. give, give the, give the fan one shot at it. Give yeah. us a day to get tickets, you know? Well, what was so, the thing you just went through for the Marvelous Three tickets? What, what what do they call it? The pricing, dynamic pricing. Yeah, that, that's so ticket. That's ticket well, prices. The, 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 the dynamic pricing is basically set up to basically instead of the scalpers getting yeah. all the money, the artists get the, the money. artists yeah. getting the money. So it's if ridiculous. there's a, if there's a high, well, the tickets are going to be four hundred dollars regardless. So what they'll do yeah. was they'll, what they'll do is instead of selling them for a hundred, and like you said, Andy, immediately they're on there for four hundred. Yeah, they will. You know, they just put it at four hundred. They'll just put it at four hundred. Now the only thing is, yeah. it looks kind of bad on the artist. Yep. Um, but that's the thought process behind it. Really, you know, again, it's what are the tickets worth? Um, right. You know, I don't I, I, I call horseshit on it all. The band's <laughs> making all the money on it, and they're doing that to gouge the fans because they don't want these bull crap. Sell the tickets for what they're listed as. Period. Well, I, I'll say I agree with. Josh. I'm not I mean, going to pay four hundred dollars for a fifty dollar ticket. I'm not it, doing that. If someone's going to get it, I'd rather the, the artist get it than some jackwad sitting in Lancaster, Ohio. Ooh. I mean <laughs> <laughs> um, but. But I tell you, the one thing I learned with this Marvelous 3 fiasco is so they sold out. This is a total tangent, but they sold out three shows in total of 31 minutes at a, at a venue holds like 2,500 people. That's small, but it, over the course of three days, 31 minutes total time, three shows completely sold out. But I went back like an hour after tickets went on sale, and I bought a front, a front row of the balcony ticket at regular price, $45. Yeah, because it got released. Somebody had it in their their bin and couldn't get it. So, if you're willing to play a little game, you can find them. But uh, here's I mean, like, what here's what you need to do: if the tickets go on sale at ten and you don't get what you want, keep logging back in at ten 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 twenty. Yeah, you know ten fifteen. Because what'll happen is, and this happened to me, where you get the tickets and you're going to pay for them and your credit cards expire. Mm -hmm. And then you go in and you go to enter it in and, well, the the bank's going to send you a verification. Well, the bank doesn't send me the verification. Right. Next thing you know, the tickets are released. So now my front row tickets yeah. are out there. So that's one thing. And I would also tell you just to like maybe starting, I'd say 10, show? Days, 10 days before the show, 
start checking because then if you know a band has 50 tickets allotted to them and they only use 25 those 25 will go back to the venue and they'll put them up for sale usually pretty good seats and i think what brent was going to say if you go the day of of. um like i said i said 10 days but some days it may be on the 10th day Mm -hmm. um some days you know it'll get closer um but if you go the day of a lot of times they'll again so you know let's say they got 50 seats they've only used 25 we may use 10 so they'll release 15 keep 10 and then the day of the show we only used five release the other five and if you go to the box office or whatever you know i i did that for a motley crew show in columbus georgia and got it i don't know an hour or so before the show started and i was sitting with you know donna diarico and and Nikki Six's kids and shit right on the mm-hmm. side stage like everybody's coming over and like waving like you know and it's like everybody's waving back except for me you know I'm like you know it's like yeah there's Nikki's uncle and you know wife and um yeah but I know like down here um I was doing last minute trying to find um Taylor Swift tickets while the show was going on and they were still five hundred dollars and I was like the show has started it started mm-hmm. an hour ago <laughs> and people are just holding on. I'm like, you figured they'd be like just 20 bucks just to so get this thing out of my pocket. And uh, I was like, because I'll run down there and check out Taylor Swift. I'm All not right. afraid of Another story you guys, you got to remind me about scalper tickets is the time I was in a cab in Philadelphia at a red light. And this guy's trying to sell me Philly, t- Philly tickets. I wanted them, but we're bartering. And I'm like, that light's going to turn green. Take the tickets back. No, man, just. Yeah, you know, sixty. Anyways, so I'll tell that. Story. No, fuck it. <laughs> I already know what it's going to be. I, I've already figured so, it out. So me and so oh my, my two buddies are already at the stadium. Me and my other buddy went back to the hotel, changed clothes or whatever, and we're in the cab. Now it's already the first inning, right? The game's already started. Um, we pull up to, um, and they're in the restaurant that's right outside the stadium. We pull up to a red light, and there's a guy there and. Uh, no one around and you know and we're we're a mile away from the stadium but i see he has tickets so who the fuck's he going to sell them to from here right so i roll down the window like what you got you got you got four he's like yeah and uh he's wanting like 60 bucks for these four tickets i'm like dude i will give you 20 and he and he reaches in the window and puts them in my hand i'm like no the game's already started you're not selling these anybody i'll give you 20 bucks for all four no man i want 60 i want 60 I'm like, no, nope, I'm not, you know, not taking, you know, I, I, I'm trying to give them back to him. He won't take them. No, 60 bucks, 60 bucks. And I know that I see the cab driver kind of like looking back on the rear view mirror. And I'm like, dude, I got, I got 20 bucks. It's all take, take the tickets. That light turns green. That cab driver just hit the fucking gas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I just threw the $20 bill out the window. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy you know he goes he fucking caught it <laughs> and, um so that was that's a task of the tone uh, you know uh scalping uh tickets and another thing if you ever buy tickets and you want to post them on the uh the uh yeah. socials don't post your barcode because people <laughs> will take that they will or that print. number or the, the number exactly number. um and they will make duplicate tickets and people like brent will <laughs> I've, I've had to message people and say uh, we can post this but you're, you're going to want to block this out you know yeah. yeah 
because we know rock and robin's gonna steal them if you know like you're you're hanging out with lisa and she's like look at my journey tickets like oh it's cool take a picture of them then you send them out and post them and you know they actually have a lot more safeguards against like stealing tickets like that now like i've tried to you know like i was at either a baseball game or something recently and it was like you cannot screenshot it you have to like sign in the Ticketmaster now i went and saw the dead daisies at bogart's i don't know 2018 something like that maybe and this is the only ticket and it wasn't like a huge show but it had like um i don't have it here had like a security feature in the ticket like yeah like thin metal or something Mm -hmm. where they would scan it um i think i've seen that have you seen the moving QR codes? Yeah, so you got yeah, like your Apple is. wallet. That's like it what... refreshes like every like forty five seconds. It's like, oh wow, that's pretty smart. Huh. Yep. I remember yeah. back when I could still like use mail in options, so I could still have a real ticket, so I didn't need to print it. So yeah. it wasn't well, like a you, whole sheet you of can paper. Sometimes still do that with Ticketmaster. You just have to. And they don't do it make so it so no early obvious. in advance. So no, what you do is when you're going through all the things, it actually doesn't look like a drop down, but it is. And you can choose to have them send you tickets. Now, not every show's like that. Yeah. Some shows are free to send tickets. Some shows you gotta pay like three fifty. Um, but uh, but yes, if you're but usually you're you're buying tickets, you're going through so quick, you don't pay attention. And I've done that. But uh, just look next time, and you might see that drop-down option. Well, Andy's about ready to piss himself, and I'm pretty sure Brent's hungry. So <laughs> we'll wrap this up. Um, Lisa, you, uh, it's weird. Uh, you can see me the whole time. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and then, uh, uh, so there we go. We won't have no more Max Headroom with Lisa. No. Nope. And, and the kid no more Wang be- Chung. The kiddo is probably out there going, God, will they shut the fuck up so I can get... Um... Well, he's grounded off his phone today anyway, so... Oh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, if you're out there, leave us a comment on the uh, the YouTube machine or on the Facebook page and let us know your uh, ticket story, uh, like a horror or... Um, <laughs> a cool story of you know waking up and yeah, seeing the camping out and, you know all that shit uh or some scalper stuff um uh or the most you've ever paid for a ticket It'd be interesting i'd be to, curious to see that yeah um and especially like the you know and if you like where i talked about van halen and then the van halen show with sharon and the price is going up <laughs> if you have some of those stories as well uh if you have not and you're watching this on the YouTube, go click subscribe. Make me happy. We're almost close to 500. 500 subscribers. <laughs> um, if I could get to 500, I'd be happier than a dog with two dicks. So go there and subscribe. Uh, what else? We're on all kinds of other things. I don't know. Someone sent me a link for Stitcher or something the other day. And we got podcasts on there, but apparently I don't have the app. So uh, <laughs> kind of help them. Um, but uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. And do me a favor, too. If you don't watch this on YouTube and you're on one of those 
YouTube's Audio Max or whatever, uh, go to the Facebook page and let us know where you're, you know, outside of YouTube. I'm just kind of curious, you know, that's why they call me Whiskers. Um, so, uh, anyways. <laughs> hey. Right in my head. I... Hey. If the, if the Chapin, please of, clip that. <laughs> the was made out of cheese, would you eat it? Hey, you guys, if you were hot dog, would you eat yourself? <laughs> I know I would. Curious it sounds like cat. Johnny Bravo lines. <laughs> that's, that's why they call me Whiskers. Um, anyways, if you're you don't know what we're talking about, Saturday Night Live, Harry Carey show. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's I some would. Good stuff. The moon was made out of spare ribs. Uh, <laughs> um, Watch down with a cool, nice Budweiser. Uh, but anyways, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, yeah. Um, episode, we're in the hundreds. We're in triple digits. It's hard. It's like 117 if I, I had to yeah, guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 118. How did we get to 117? It's a <laughs> miracle. It's I a miracle. truly do not understand how we got this far. Um, well, obviously, it's talking about dogs with two dicks and shit like that. So, yeah, happier dogs. Alien abductions. All right. <laughs> coast dogs. to coast AM. All right. I'll explain it to you later. All right. Um, oh, Alien Jerk Off, the uh, Eric Lee yeah. solo record. Um, <laughs> coming to a record store near you. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Lisa, Sorry, Robin, Eric. Tell, tell everybody out there goodbye because they're only tuning in for you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>